It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coombe Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Well, suddenly the, the sun's back Lovely. out. Lovely day. You're struggling. Small hangover? No, just had a couple of lemonades watching England beat Czech Republic. That was it. Okay. I'll let you off. I mean, do we let people know that we're filming this on a Wednesday, but it will actually drop on a Thursday? Yeah. I think transparency is key. Yeah. That's why you're hungover, because you went to the England game last night. But um, thoughts on the performance? Uh, encouraging. I mean, I'm not really a football expert. Can we beat these teams? Can we beat Germany? Can we beat France? Really, can we? I mean, listen, nothing would make me happier. But that's my worry. You're a better player. Uh, yeah, I know. I once heard you talk about American football for 15 minutes. And you half sounded like you knew what you were no, talking about. And it worried me because I think you're in boxing. Yeah. No, I know everything about boxing. I've lived boxing for 30 odd years. I know a lot about football, but not enough to sit there and debate with you about for two hours about, you know, the different teams in the Euros. But my worry is, especially after watching the Scotland game, but, you know, I feel like in a lot of big competitions like the Euros and the World Cups, we play quite well in the early stages and then mess it up. And I think we haven't really shown enough signs that we're good enough to win the tournament. But I think we might turn it on in the knockout stages. But I just worry whether we can beat those type of teams. By the way, if you haven't listened to my podcast with Patrice Evera with the BBC, mate, unbelievable. What a guy. What a guy. Do you know what's so good in life? He's being around positive people with great energy. Do you know what I mean? I, th I feel that that changes your entire mojo and mindset. Like certain people, and I, I know everyone takes mick out of me, but like, even like if I have a call with AJ or if I have a meeting with Canelo or these kind of people and Everett was exactly the same kind of person where I finished that podcast with Everett and I was absolutely buzzing. I was thankful for everything. So, what do you do if you detect 
a negative person in your life? I don't, I don't, I don't have a detector. It doesn't go beep, 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 beep. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think, I, I don't talk to people and, and think, oh, you're a negative person. Or you're giving me bad energy, man. You know, I'm not that deep. But I do notice that being around driven people with great energy and just great positivity makes me feel really good. And I think it's important to surround yourself with those kind of people. I think if you're surrounded by negativity, it can only make you miserable in one way. You need people to uplift you. And I love to see people do well. I love to see people go out, like especially people that have, have had very limited opportunities and go out and, and make something of their life. I love to see people happy. And seeing them happy actually makes me feel happy. And it's just like a really cool circle, man. Do you actually mean that? I do. Like, no, that wasn't sarcastic. Oh, right. These podcasts have been really interesting for me on a personal level, just to speak to people. It's like, I think talking's good. And I think, although I don't feel like I'm someone that suffered with my mental health, I, I never rule out that at some point that could happen, because you just never know, do you? And I think talking about it, this, a lot of the podcasts, we talk about that kind of stuff. We talk about how you're feeling. We talk about your mindset. We talk about what your terms are for success or happiness. And I think to talk about that kind of stuff, I think it's good because you, it just helps you unearth what, what is important to you and what, what, what you're thinking. I've definitely, speaking to these people, realised that you're always, I think when you're so driven sometimes you're always searching and you never find it do you know what I mean and that's and that's quite worrying and I think you've got to be careful of that because I think otherwise you get to the end of your life and go oh, I never really enjoyed it or I never, what's the end goal everyone I spoke to you know whether it's Cavendish whether it's Lampard um, you know Everett like all these people when they're playing or when they're in their sport or, or their business you're always pushing yourself to the next the next, you know, you're always trying to climb another mountain rather than getting to the top of the mountain and just taking a deep breath and go, I've done it. Life is so good. So I just feel like, you know, you just got to be a little bit careful. So the moral to your story is? The moral to my story is understand what is success and happiness to you. And success, everyone's version of success is different. But don't just feel that success comes from goals or you know must win that or must achieve that success can come from the simplest of things and sometimes i i think some of the nicest things is to see someone who says i feel as though i'm successful when if you looked at their position or their life you might not think they are successful does that make sense so just because you've won the Champions League, just because you've got a great business, just because you've got a nice house, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily successful because my interpretation of success has changed a lot over the years. You know what I mean? It's funny how people... Like, look at you, right? Go on, look at me. You've now got a beautiful daughter, right? I mean, you've got a business that's going well. But you're always pushing, aren't you? You're always, you know, what's the next one? Got to get to that event, got to get that interview, got to hit these numbers, got to do this. But now, don't you think that with what's happened in your life, that's changed your mindset a little bit? I hope it has. Game changed. Game changed. But you're, you might now deem yourself more successful than you were six months ago, even though the thing that's changed in your life is one of the most important things, which is the birth of your daughter. 
I really love to see people who are comfortable in a life that you might, you know, you or others or me might not say, well, are they actually happy? Because, you know, he never went out and made it at this and he never ran a business like this and he never, it doesn't matter, does it? It's your interpretation of success. So don't base that success on other people. Don't look at social media. Don't look at Instagram and say, oh, wow, look, you know, look at him. He's doing that. Or look at her. She looks like that. Or, oh, wow, he's got that car. Or it's all bollocks. It's how you feel inside is, what, is how success is determined. And it's, it's, it's no given rule. It's no amount of money. It's no championship. It's no house. It's no car. It's how you feel inside. If you feel like you're a success, that's good enough. I was really feeling that speech you know, on a Wednesday morning. All of that before we've even talked boxing. Sorry, we normally we do that at the end. But I just thought it was an important message. I think the world's changing. I think the pandemic, I think everything is just it's just making people take stock of their lives and change things, make make changes for the better. Anyway, let's talk. All right, let's let's uh, we can move from that. That was a that was a nice introduction, Edward. So thank you for that, and I'm sure you've inspired people for the last eight minutes. Right, let's talk about this week first of all. You're off to Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, yeah, talk to me about the show that you're co-promoting with your old mate Canelo. Yeah, mum. You know, Eddie Reynoso and Canelo. It's it's fantastic. I mean. Again, not to go on the deep stuff, but what boxing gives me an opportunity to do is to just travel the world and just experience different things in life. Going to Guadalajara um, to do a show there is is an incredible buzz, and to do it with Eddie Reynoso and Canelo Alvarez is even more of a buzz. Um, get there tonight, which is Wednesday. Uh, f- actually, to fly to Mexico City, then to Guadalajara first thing, go to the press conference, do that tomorrow. Then we've got meetings with, with Canelo and Eddie Reynoso to talk about the next fight. Great show. Julio Cesar Martinez, um, Matilon against Bermudez. Great fight for the interim tight world title as well. Diego Pacheco, Gabriel Valenzuela, who we saw beat Robbie Davis Jr. Duran, um, Gomez Duran, and a, lo- a load of other talent on the card as well. It's just an incredible opportunity for fighters in Mexico where you know those world champions or those people fighting for a world title would generally have to travel to do that we can build young talent you know Eddie Reynoso obviously has the pick of you know all this talent and Canelo Alvarez Canelo wanted to do it to provide opportunity for Mexican fighters I wanted to do it partly for that reason partly for my relationship with Canelo but also to build to our stable and also to grow the zone in Mexico which is another big move for them in a new territory and I can't wait, buzzing for the card, and you can watch it globally on the zoning course, of course, including UK this Saturday night. Well, that wasp is anyway. Um, right, let's uh, talk about the aftermath of last weekend's party you had here, right in this garden. Yes, wasn't the, that party? The, did you have any booze at that party? No, yeah. <laughs> it weren't. Food, it? Yeah. Mm. yeah, shout out. To tell you what, I did like the um, what Pizza's? was. The, no, the one. Mexican. What, no, the one that was here. Barbecue. Did little kofters and all that. Yeah, barbecue. Nice. We're going to bring them back in. Actually, for fight camp, we're going to use the same caterers. So we've got a little Mexican stand, nice pizzas. You know, the wood oven. Yeah, it was good. Great response. Um, you know, huge, huge uh, digital numbers for the zone, and now just building really. A couple more fights to add to all cards. There's actually a couple of big fights we're we're looking to drop on on a couple of those uh, cards that we didn't announce. Um, five weeks this Saturday till Conor Ben kicks it all off and things are going great and obviously now 
through that July August announcement we now move into the September shows which will be announced shortly and then October and November and basically planning the whole of the year so far so looking forward to that and of course tomorrow it looks like subject to when we announce it we'll also unveil our talent um, cast which I'm really really proud of which you're embargoed on to announce to obviously we announce but we can talk about it here today and that's a huge part of the deal and everything we're we want to bring to this production we want to bring great fights we want to bring great nights but we want to bring a completely fresh production a fresh look through matron media and um, delighted to unveil what i think is the strongest lineup certainly i've ever assembled in british boxing and and maybe even on the world stage as well i want to talk to you about just the the announcement of the the three back-to-back shows you've got starting on the, the 31st of july last year and I know it's not the same as last year, so it's a bit difficult to compare kind of fight camp one to this fight camp, but you did kind of two or three shows which kind of ended in, in a pay-per-view show with White, yeah. Povetki and Taylor Pursun. Um You didn't do that this time, as in your finale, you've kind of matched all the shows almost evenly, yeah. so was there a reason for that? Or? I, just, I think, I mean, the shows are much, much deeper and stronger than they were last year. Um, we still had some great show fights last year, but nowhere near the depth that we have this year. Um, you know, our first major show comes at Headingley on September the 4th, which we'll announce shortly. Um, but this is really kind of like a festival of fights, three weeks over the period. Didn't want, you know, big one, smaller one. We wanted just three brilliant, solid nights of non-stop action and great fights. So, um, as I said, we've done that. We've got probably three or four big fights to add to those it's going to be a stunning start and um, you know we we expect um, a great start to the journey before moving into September 4th at Headingley and uh, I think the lineup's spectacular especially with what we've got to add as well and to come to that and um, yeah very proud of it can you talk about fights that you tried to pull off for fight camp that didn't come off not really I'm pretty much happy with with the lineup there's not a lot that I mean Shannon Courtney against Rachel Ball obviously she was out injured there's another world title fight that we're trying to add to the first week that first week's incredibly strong um, but pretty much we're we're on track for where we needed to be in terms of the fights that we wanted to make Let's talk about the talent. Obviously, by the time this goes out, it will be uh, common knowledge. So, w- really, you can name by name tell us who they are yeah. and more specifically why you've chosen them. Sure. So, I'm really proud of the talent lineup. I mean, we have the sort of hardcore team, which I'm about to tell you about now, and then we'll be bringing in additional big names as well. I guess when they're relatable to the shows that we're doing, if that makes sense. So, firstly, the host of the show will be Maya Jama, who is obviously, I mean, I think probably at the moment, you know, the most current, the most, one of the most successful um, TV presenters and personalities right now. Um, I've seen what she's been doing over the last sort of year. I love the energy that she brings to everything. We did a big shoot with her um, at a boxing gym the other day. Just what we need, freshness, energy, you know, she loves her boxing, but she's by no means an expert in the slightest. We're not, that's not what she's here for. Um, but she's going to be a great, you know, great host for the production. Great energy, great look, you know, loves her sport. Obviously, 
heavily involved with the BBC, massive credibility. So Maya Jama will be our host and then our other presenter will be Laura Woods, um, who is more sport focused, but at the same time, one of the best, one of the most current sports broadcasters and presenters out there right now. You know, she does obviously the football with Sky, she does talk sport, and she'll now be exclusive to the zone across our boxing. Um, so Laura's someone that actually worked with us across our golf many years ago. She's also done darts with us on Sky. I think she's fantastic. So, you know, seeing Maya and Laura, you know, as those two sort of presenters, I think is extremely strong. Um, presenting with them every week will be an additional name that we will bring in to, that's focused on that. And also Tony Bellew, who, you know, obviously can't hide my fondness and love and friendship with Tony Bellew. I think he brings incredible energy. I think he's an outstanding speaker. I think he's unbelievably knowledgeable about the sport. Sometimes he can get a bit carried away. When we've got Jazza Dickens, he won't be working too much because he's, he's, you know, he's too, uh, too biased. But he's become a huge personality after a wonderful career. You know, we've seen him do his SAS and other shows. Very likeable, very relatable. Like I said, fantastic boxing brain. Um, great personality and he'll be he'll be involved in the commentary and the presentation team um, one that I'm probably the most proud of and you know from a, a hardcore boxing sense is the addition of Mike Costello for me Mike Costello is the best commentator in boxing and for years people have tried to uh, taking from that you know, radio spot with the BBC and the Olympics to the live TV broadcast for boxing. And I am honestly flattered that Mike has made the decision to join us. And I think it's such a great decision at this stage of his career where he has actually, you know, he's almost grabbed it by the nuts and gone, this is what I want to do. He absolutely lives and breathes the sport of boxing. So this opportunity for him was game changing and honestly it was life changing it was almost like this is kind of what I've always wanted to do and we had a lot of conversations about it I've always looked at people's responses about who they like and what they like and have you ever seen a negative about Mike Costello's boxing commentary you know as a fight fan he is has unbelievable credibility you know even as a casual fan across his work with the BBC He's a voice that you recognise. And I am absolutely chuffed to bits to bring in Mike Costello. I think it's just such a brilliant acquisition to the team. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joining him um, in, a, in a commentary role is another man, young man, who I think is one of the best in the sport. It's Andy Lee. Um, Andy Lee, I think one, some of the criticism that sometimes you get is that people are too corporate people are too biased Andy Lee couldn't be more opposite than that could he I mean you know he's not he's not a yes man 
He's, he speaks his mind. He speaks the truth. He's not looking for any favours. He's not in a camp. You know, he's not wants to say nice things about that person because he's worried about that. He's completely flat and honest. An unbelievable boxing brain. An unbelievable analyst. A fantastic commentator. And Mike Costello and Andy Lee will be that hardcore main event um, commentary team with Bellew or with the, another addition that we bring in on fight night. Um, the the deadly duo of Chris Lloyd and Darren Barker, who will be across presentation, who will be across commentary from earlier in the night, and also will be across all analysis, all fight week build-up, tactics, uh, post-fight stuff as well. Firstly, those two, Chris Lloyd, who I believe is the future of boxing uh, commentary and presentation in this country and even globally. I think he's absolutely outstanding. Um, we had a big fight on our hands actually to get him because there was huge amounts of interest and I am he's made a great decision because with us he will have the opportunity to grow and grow and grow. I see him as a natural successor to Mike Costello over the next few years as Mike you know does his he uh, enjoys this period of his life and probably at some point, you know, um, reigns back his responsibilities. Chris Lloyd will be across commentary, especially actually Mike's also doing the Olympics for the first, I think, two weeks. So Chris will head up the commentary for week one with Andy Lee and with Darren Barker earlier in the night and, and Tony Bellew. I think he's, he's presenting, he's questioning, his analysis, his knowledge of the game, again, Totally non-biased, not interested in being a company man or saying the right things. Chris Lloyd is outstanding. And Dazzling Darren, who again, those two just work so well together. I'm so pleased to give Darren that opportunity. He's worked really hard on all our pre-fight build-ups. You know how popular he is with the fighters and, and the team. He's an outstanding analyst. He's getting better and better. He's taking it a lot more seriously now. His role is expanded. His tactics break down. They're absolutely spot on. He's extremely likeable, and I think he's a, he's a brilliant addition. So um, the announcement which will come with this video is Maya Jama, Laura Woods, Mike Costello, Tony Bellew, Chris Lloyd, Darren Barker, Andy Lee, and obviously the addition of other names when uh, linked to those specific shows. So I just think just a stunning lineup, and uh, really, really happy. I'm assuming that the team you've announced here today are exclusive to design we won't see them moonlighting and doing anything else all of them exclusive uh, to design for boxing um, you know Laura obviously does a Premier League football and Maya does a BBC Euros and but for boxing all exclusive um, and just a brilliant team great team of people you know this is this is such a big movement for boxing one we need to get it right but two we want people that are invested and are as excited as we are and this is the team and, you know, I really, it's a massive job, you know, in there, Matchroom Media are working away about, you know, everything from the set to the ring walks to the commentary positions to, you know, the innovative stuff that we want to introduce into the broadcast. And this is a massive project and we needed, we needed the perfect team and I've got absolutely the perfect, perfect team. I'm so happy. And there'll be some other big announcements in due course for other fighters, you know, particularly a lot of ex-matrim fighters as well that will be brought in um, to not just the UK uh, 
production, but international production and big events in the US as well. And all those people that I've talked about will be, you know, across the global feel and look of the platform as well. Was there anyone that you seeked and didn't get? Um, no, I mean, we talked to a number of people. Um, spoke to David Hay, who I think will have a, a role as well to play. Uh, Carl Froch will have a big role to play as well um, across the international field for the platform. Carl Frampton, who I'm sure will be involved. I mean, there's, there's a lot of very good people, but the, I want those people involved. But this is, this is quite a full-on job. That a lot of people is doing, you know, Chris Lloyd, Darren Barker, Andy, Mike Costello. This is not just pop up on the Saturday, and you know, this is pre-fight stuff, post-fight stuff, interaction, podcasts, you know, uh, tutorials. Just like it's, it's it's part of the family, and um, you know, um, every everyone that we got was our first choice within that specific um, role, you know, and I know that. If you're watching this and you're a hardcore fight fan, you might not know too much about Maya Jama and, you know, I'm sure you know Laura Woods's, but it's a major, major acquisition for Matra Media because she's a huge name, she's a huge personality, she's a huge star and she brings that freshness to it. But again, going back to, I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of the Mike Costello hire. I think that's massive, massive. And uh, although game changing is associated with, I guess, freshness I think the Mike Costello appointment is game changing because no one's been able to do it before and I think people just absolutely love the guy and appreciate he's the best at what he does I think overall people won't grumble too much I think oh, cheers, mate. no but in terms of commentary, commentary sometimes overtakes the actual fights I, going on I, so people are very critical with that which we've I spoken think, about before I think if you did a poll on social media and you said who would you like to see as the lead commentator. Yeah, it's Costello, yeah. Okay, yeah. agreed. And I think if you said, who would you like as the co-commentator, I think Andy Lee would get the nod as well. Andy so, Lee's a great show. So yeah. in that respect, we have the two absolute best on the commentary. And there'll be a third in the commentary as well. Sometimes Bellew, sometimes an international name, sometimes one of our fighters. And all of our current fighters will also be involved in every presentation of the show as well you know, up there with Maya and Laura and Tony and everybody. So, you know, we'll, we'll release more about that, those names and, and the, uh, the upcoming um, plans for those dates. But that is our hardcore talent team. And I'm absolutely buzzing. Was it important for you to not have anyone on the team that was too associated with, say, a Sky Sports or a, a BT or mm. someone who was kind of almost... I think stereotypes into that, into that broadcast. Yeah, I mean, look, Tony Bellew's obviously fought on Sky for years and years and um, uh, has worked for Sky, although he's never had a sort of central contract. Uh, Andy Lee's done stuff for Sky, he's done stuff for BBC, he's done stuff for BT, but he's not sort of ring-fenced as, as that guy. And you, you are right, we didn't want someone who was a BT presenter or a Sky Sports commentator or presenter we wanted a fresh look we wanted the ability as well like i said i think it's important to bring in those big names for specific events um it's something that you know it, a lot of broadcasters sky included have done on a on a on a smaller level they do it on pay-per-views quite a lot don't they you know they might bring over 
Wilder or whoever it is for a heavyweight pay-per-view, etc. And, and I think that's something we've got to be looking to do every single show, is bring in you know, a star name in terms of fight week analysis. It makes the fighters feel great. You remember when Roy Jones was in the bubble? Hmm. I mean, the fighters were like fanboys, weren't they? And that's what we want. We want it to feel like it's the absolute dog's bollocks, and it will. Okay, um, Eddie, why haven't we heard a confirmation of Joshua Usyk? Uh, don't know, really. Just because we're just going backwards and forwards on the contract. I haven't really spoken too much about it because I don't want to uh, feel like a... What's the word? What's someone that just says the same thing all the time? You? Me. Don't want to feel like an Eddie Hearn. Um, we got another round of comments back last night you know a few but still to go through the date is September 18th or the 25th most likely the 25th at Spurs spoke to Alex Krasuk yesterday I mean you know uh, are you optimistic that the fight takes place and goes yeah, ahead oh for sure yeah. but I'm not we've also got a lot to to wait to finalise in terms of the crowd and what we're allowed at Spurs on that date and that's why we're probably not rushing it because I couldn't really tell you at this stage to say, yes, let, we can go on sale tomorrow and let's sell 80,000 tickets because that will evolve over the next couple of weeks. So there's nothing, you know, there's been nothing that's happened that makes me say, oh, well, don't think it's going to happen. But September 25th is quite a long time away. So I guess we're not up to a deadline where we're trying to close it tonight and, you know, um, the team went to see Spurs the other day and the fixtures are out now and they're away on the 25th so that's a date that could work okay. Is there still a plan B in place if something wasn't to materialise? We've agreed the deal we've, you know, I know there's been other fights where deals have been agreed but it's a bit different with these people I'd like to think so um, I, I completely trust Alex Krasuk they've accepted the fight all the terms are agreed so it's just a case of paper in it now, and, and that's what we're doing at the moment. And obviously, I know you mentioned this before, but this fight with Joshua will be on Sky Sports box yes. office. Yeah. Yes, he has one fight left on that deal. And, and, you know, conversations are ongoing to extend that deal. We also know that, you know, every major broadcaster is going to want to sign Anthony Joshua. So we're speaking uh, with 258 and the team, and we'll go through that process and make sure we make the best decision for Anthony Joshua's career. What's the situation regarding Dillian White? Have you spoken to his team? What's his next move? And platform-wise as well, what's the, what's the deal there? Spoke to them yesterday. Um, I think everybody feels that the best thing for Dillian White is to fight in America next. Um, he's not going to have a huge fight next, in my opinion. Um, a good fight, a solid fight. And I think if that's the case, you know, with the crowd restrictions in the UK and everything, I think it's a bigger story and a better strategy to go to America and make some noise you know start obviously there's a lot of talk about him and Deontay Wilder we'll see what happens on July 24th uh, Andy Ruiz is a fight that he wants as well Luis Ortiz there's massive fights for him in America so we're looking at dates towards the end of August for Dillian White to box in America and I think and I think the team feel that that strategically is the best option for his next fight so for his fight at the end of August don't expect King Kong, basically. Uh, expect a good fight. You know, I think Dillian White's been in tough fight after tough fight. Every fight's tough. You know, he's not going to be taking an easy touch, but it it won't, in my opinion, right now, it might not be Andy Ruiz or Luis Ortiz or Wilder or those kind of names.
but I think you know the plan is to get Dillian White two fights this year, and obviously the, the back end being a, a bigger fight. Um, but I would like to see him go out and, and make a noise in the US market. And I'm assuming that Design would be desperate to, to tie up something with Dillian White so he commits his future to them? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's been fighting on Sky Pay-Per-View for a long time um, and you know that would remain an option for him. Um, we want to move him forward with the zone um, and so do they. And I think they have big plans for him globally. You know, he, they have the ability to make massive fights for Dillian in America, massive fights for him in the UK, you know, fights for him in Asia, maybe with Zhang in America, uh, sorry, Australia, maybe with you know, the likes of Dempsey McLean and other heavyweights over there. So they have the ability to box him globally and um, I'm sure there'll be an announcement in due course. Um, what did you make of the, the Fury Wilder press conference last week? Uh, we saw a, a very silent and uh, almost subdued Deontay Wilder with his earphones on. Um, yeah, what did you make of that? Well, it was really strange. I felt like it was one of those press conferences where you're like, you know when you're cringing a bit? Because it's the hardest job in the world. Was it uh, Christina Poncha, who's really good? I like Christina a lot, and it, she was trying, but it was just impossible. I don't know. You know. You've said all that stuff and all those allegations and accusations, and then the press conference comes around and you don't say anything. I mean, they've got a fight to sell. Fury tried, and Fury's brilliant. At what and Malik Scott yeah, did as yeah, well. Yeah, too. but um, it is what it is. I don't think the press conference is going to have any bearings on the fight. Um, it's only, what, five weeks away? can't believe how quickly it's coming around. I don't know who that's good for. Um, but it's still an intriguing fight. You know, I've said before, the, the only positive about the AJ uh, Fury fight falling through it, and it, I suppose it, anything can be positive to come out of it, is that they're both in good fights. You know, we know that Fury's beat him twice already and the last time was a whitewash, but it's still an intriguing fight, as is AJ Usyk, great heavyweight fight. So it's not the undisputed fight, but it's not like both guys are fighting... You know, just um, sort of unimpressive opponents. So we'll see what happens. Have you ceased all conversations behind the scenes mm. on anything to do with uh, Adrian Fury? Pretty much, yeah. 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 I mean, there's been no desire. You know, originally it was a case of saying, "Look, do you want to lock it in?" But no one's come back to us to say, "Look, let's let's get that over the line." And that's kind of like what we felt would happen, to be honest with you, with, with the way it all played out. So. Listen, we'll get July 24th out of the way. They will. We'll focus on our fight September 25th, and then we'll go from there. Uh, situation regarding Canelo and Caleb Plant. Um, big meetings with with Canelo tomorrow in Guadalajara to go through. You know, we've had some numbers through from DAZN. I'm sure, we'll get numbers through from Fox. We'll speak to their team and see what everyone wants to do. It's it's the fight. Hopefully, we can agree a place to do it. Um, wherever both fighters feel like it's the best opportunity for them. And, you know, the plan is to really get that fight, if it's going to happen, for September the 11th or 18th, up and running in the next few weeks. You did tell me uh, a couple of weeks ago that there was something or a potential big fight for Huey Fury lined up at fight camp. We didn't see his name into that roster the other day. Could you give us an update yeah, on Huey? It looks like Huey will fight on the AJ card, on the Pulev card. He, we was due to fight at fight camp, but um, just in terms of finalising that opponent, I think it's more likely for him to go on the AJ card at Spurs. Um, and yeah just looking to put him in, in a good heavyweight fight and move on try and position himself for a shot at the world title Thoughts on uh, Wasserman Boxing and KSI linking up 
I was like, I was, I was taking the Mickey out of Keller on the phone last night because obviously he abused me for KSI, and he's, you know, it, I think it's more like it's KSI wants to promote boxing, doesn't it? I think that's the and they're partnering up. It, I can't, you know, I know about the pulling power of KSI. I did his fight with Logan Paul. It was a one-off for us, but also it was very impressive in terms of the numbers that it did. It's not, I, I will never rule out doing a, another YouTube fight or event. It's not something that's on my radar at all at the moment. I'm just really focused on this global platform with the zone and making the best fights I can for boxing. I understand the draw. I, I don't knock anyone for doing it. I, you know, I've made my feelings clear about Mayweather and Logan Paul, it's different, but even Jake Paul against, uh, what's the fight coming up? Uh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, no problem with that. Even KSI against Jake Paul, no problem with that at all, but it's not. I've, I've been there, I've done it, and I enjoyed it, it was great, but it's not on my radar or focus at the moment. But I don't, I don't think it's a bad move by Caller. You know, everyone's, everyone's kind of looking to position themselves at the moment with talent you know there isn't a lot of talent out there available so that's another string to your bow where you could go to a broadcaster and say oh we've, we're doing stuff with KSI and I'm sure broadcasters would be interested in that um, and you know it's going to do good numbers just right now it's not our focus um, I know you've got to go because you've got to get on a plane uh, what are your potential shows after Fight Camp then you mentioned Headingley what else have you got so we will be going July 31st, fight camp. August 7th, fight camp. August 14th, fight camp. The weekend of the 21st, Mexico. The weekend of the 28th, America. September the 4th, Headingley. September the 11th, possibly Canelo Plant. Or September the 18th. Whatever weekend we don't go with Canelo, we'll have a show in Spain. September the 25th, Anthony Joshua. October the... Second, I believe it is. I think we're in Italy or Mexico. I can't remember. October the 9th, we'll be in Liverpool for a huge show. October the 16th, we'll be in America, potentially with Chocolatito against Estrada. October the 23rd, that's where we're up to at the moment. And then November, second week of November, we have a huge show in the UK. And then we have two shows in December in the UK under zone as well. Mixed in with a load of other stuff. Devin Haney to come... Uh, Demetrius Andre to come yeah loads so basically from fight camp I don't have we don't have a free week at the moment until I think October the 23rd jeez interesting times um, just before I do forget I see uh, Bob Aaron was vocal to the media about you again, again? last week I see it at the um, must have been at the Fury Wilder press conference I think, really? yeah, I think it was saying it was your fault. Of course, yeah, it was all my fault. Oh, it was my fault because I asked for more money. I mean, again, I've said before, we all agreed what we should ask in our, in our um, presentation and our proposal to the Saudis. And I got it. And nothing changed. So, absolute bollocks. What else did he say? Uh, I don't know, can't even remember. It's taken him three weeks to come out of that. It's completely off, you know, off his suite, but it's what it is. Everyone just crack on. They've got a show this weekend. We've got a show this weekend, and, you know, we'll see who outperforms who. Eddie Hearn, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV on this 
even though it's Thursday by the time this goes yeah. out, it's a lovely Wednesday. Um, have you got anything else you just want to no, chuck in? Just stay positive, stay happy. Hope you like the talent team, because I did it with you in mind. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.